Today, we're going to talk about how your microwave is not trying to kill you. Or is it? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Just Nas Science Podcast. Each episode, we debunk ridiculous yet common signs, misconceptions we find online, and get just a little salty about them. I'm your favorite science teacher, Lauren. And I'm your personal neuroscientist, Nick. Before we get started, please go check out our social media pages. You have our uh, all the links in the episode description. We have Twitter and Instagram we use the most, and we post some interesting things, so we would love it if you came and checked us out on social media. Do it. That was aggressive. <laughs> so microwaves. There's a lot of internet articles that cite microwaves are bad. right? Even HuffPost had an article from 2010 that talks about the many dangers of the microwave. It includes a lot of information such as microwaves deplete the nutrition content of foods, the harmful radiation involved, and the scary way foods are heated up. But we're going to break those down and explain them in a bit more detail over the course of the episode. So I, I think it would be relevant to start off with a little bit of history surrounding the microwave. And I got to say, I learned a ton about microwaves doing research for this episode. <laughs> and I think it's actually really fascinating. It's cool. It's cool. And I, I love that, like many other big discoveries, a lot of them happen by accident. Yeah. So the idea to use electromagnetic radiation for its heating effects appeared in 1934 when people were using shortwave radar in World War II, but it took some more modern technology for today's version of a microwave to be developed. The idea really took off in 1945 when Percy Spencer, who was working with magnetrons, which sounds like the Pokemon Magneton, uh, which <laughs> magnetrons are vacuum tubes that produce microwave radiation and are used in radar systems. He noticed that the chocolate bar in his pocket had melted. I would have been like, that's just for my body heat. I wouldn't have thought anything of it. I don't know. Maybe it was like real chocolate because real chocolate takes a little bit of a temperature to to melt. It's not going to be like like a fake chocolate that'll melt real easy in your hands. You know, mm. like those Kinder toys. Melts in your mouth, not in your hands. Sort of, sort of. Anyway, uh, so he tried other foods like popcorn and eggs as well. As expected, the popcorn popped and the egg did explode. <laughs> that was a bit fun. <laughs> That's, that definitely smelled. Uh, <laughs> but from there, he fed microwaves from a magnetron into a metal box from which they could not escape. The temperature of a food placed in a box raised much faster than in a conventional oven. And as you can guess, with any new technology, microwaves started off with a price through the freaking roof. So back then, they were about five grand, which even today would be a shit ton for a microwave. But compared to today, that would have been $52,000. And also, they were huge. <laughs> can we just take a moment? You can get a 40, like 42-inch TV, like flat-screen TV, for like 300 350 uh, and and back then, microwaves, something that you can buy for, I don't know, 25 bucks at Target or 40 bucks at Target, were $5,000. My God. Yep. Well, I mean, obviously, they yeah, sorted that all out because everybody has one now. So it's, you know. They became really affordable in the 1970s. Yeah. So 
How do microwaves even work? Well, in a nutshell, microwaves don't introduce any radiation into your food. Despite microwaves being a type of radiation, all they do is cause the water molecules in food to vibrate faster and faster. As the water molecules vibrate, adjacent molecules vibrate through the contact. So the water molecules, as they're vibrating faster and faster, they hit these adjacent molecules and transfer some of that energy, causing them to vibrate as well. This vibration is what heats up your food. And that's why foods with a high water content like cheese will melt first, but the rest of your sandwich can still be pretty cold. Yeah, so if you just just thinking about like any time you learned in even in high school and you covered the states of matter, right? Solid, liquid, gas. You learn that to go from a liquid to a gas, you got to heat up, heat it up, right? And those molecules start to vibrate and that's what causes that change in heat, right? And then change in state. So, not a surprise that the vibration of these molecules is what's really heating up your food. And for the record, ovens heat up your food in the same way, but instead of using microwaves, it gets just gets really hot in there, and that heat energy transfers over to the food molecules, which gets them to vibrate. It just takes a lot longer, but it's spread out a bit more evenly than in a microwave, and it permeates deeper into the food, but we'll get to that later. And I do want to make mention that there are a lot of websites, like we mentioned HuffPost at the beginning of the episode, in that HuffPost article, one of the dangers of the microwave is that it causes the molecules to vibrate and heat up. But that's how things heat up. <laughs> that's how you boil water that's, and stuff. <laughs> everything is heated up that way. So, like, they're using this, it's like a profound misunderstanding of how, like, molecules gain energy and transfer energy. And, and they're using that to scare people. And if you look at our website, I, read, I wrote just a very short blog post. You need to be really careful. When, when someone's trying to like convince you that something is dangerous or scary, odds are they're trying to sell you something. And, and if you can read more about it on the website link in the episode description. But yeah, just know that like foods get heated up by the molecules vibrating just like they do in a microwave. It's totally normal. Microwave oven radiation. You, you might know that there are microwaves in the in the Earth, right? You have what's called cosmic microwave background radiation, and CMB. Yeah. So microwaves aren't just in our microwave ovens. In fact, you know they are named for a type of radiation. And we talked about radiation and the electromagnetic spectrum in our episode about 5G. So if you want to hear a little bit more, go check that out. But very briefly, there are a lot of types of radiation. Some of this radiation allows us to use the radio and internet. Some falls into the visible light spectrum and allows us to see the world. And some is hazardous UV radiation. But some just let us cook our pizza rolls real fast. <laughs> All of these types of radiations are present at any given moment, including microwaves. So... If there are microwaves around us at all times, why doesn't a piece of chicken left on the counter get cooked? If only. You might be tempted to say, well, it wasn't exposed long enough to the background or cosmic radiation or microwaves, but we're exposed to it all the time and we're not cooking, like we're not being cooked alive. And so if you think. use the microwave, you know that the food cooks really fast. So if it's not duration, it's probably the amount of microwaves. Microwave ovens work by letting microwaves in, but not out. So the concentration of microwaves increases and therefore heats up your food. 
So this is my jam right here when we started writing this episode and I start, saw Nick start to mention CMB or cosmic microwave background radiation. I was like, oh yeah, let's talk about it because <laughs> I teach this. Go usually, off, girl. <laughs> usually in September though, so maybe I'm a little rusty. But um, CMB is all around us as it's theorized to be leftover heat or radiation from the Big Bang itself. And it's pretty harmless, but it's also pretty cool to think about um, that that theorized Big Bang was so intense that that radiation and heat from it is still being like pushed out into the universe today. And that's why they think the universe is still expanding. And I'm not going to get into like redshift and stuff, but man, it is actually pretty mind blowing. So the ability to measure this radiation, like I said, is one of the main pieces of the Big Bang. So you see, when the Big Bang first happened, this radiation was super intense, like the surface of a star, which emits gamma radiation, which is arguably the most intense type of radiation we know about. But after 14 billion years, that's when the Big Bang happened, 14 billion years ago, it cooled off, right? It's had a long time to cool off. And so that cooling off, it lost energy, its wavelength has stretched out. So now instead of gamma, it falls into that microwave region of the electromagnetic spectrum. Just for reference, that Big Bang radiation was estimated by NASA to be around originally 273 million degrees, but CMB is now a mere 2.73 degrees Kelvin which equates to about negative 460 degrees Fahrenheit or negative 273 degrees Celsius. Um, so it's much less intense energy. And basically, it's just cold in space. Yeah, I, I don't know what that has to do with microwave ovens, but cool. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> what are some myths and misconceptions about the microwave oven? The first and the biggest one is that microwaves cause cancer. Microwave ovens, when they're on, emit a large amount of microwaves in order to cook the food. But, as we said before, the microwaves are contained within the microwave itself, or the oven itself. And microwaves are pretty bad at penetrating objects. In fact, like Nick. The, what? What? What'd you say? <laughs> oh my god. Insane. <laughs> Uh, they, uh, I'm hesitant to read this next sentence. <laughs> they only reach about one to two inches deep in your food. And that's why the outer layer of your lasagna is basically lava while the middle is frozen solid. And that's with direct exposure. In reality, most of the microwaves are contained within the oven itself, like we said. And any that leak out, like when the microwave is off, for example aren't in a high enough concentration to do us any harm, similar to the cosmic background microwave radiations. It's just, they're just not strong enough to hurt us. And FYI, I went into a little bit of the Big Bang just to tell you, like, heat and energy-wise, right, radiation, how different, like, the heat intensity is gamma versus microwave. Just, I'm just saying. All right, all right. So that's why I made that joke about you. Sure. <laughs> but the American Cancer Society also tells us that the microwave oven only produces radio frequency radiation, RFRs, when closed and then turned on. So this eliminates a lot of the risk for cancers and other health issues. And 
It's also important to note that since microwaves don't get very far into your food, it's not recommended that you use a microwave oven to cook food, but rather heat up food that's already fully cooked or to help out food that you're going to cook some other manner, like on the stove or in the oven or something. Or to thaw it out, you know. Um, so do microwave ovens specifically destroy nutrient content? Because we've seen a lot of this floating around out on the internet. The answer is no. David Kratz, who's the director of the Prevention Research Center, Center at Yale, says that any type of cooking can change the nutritional content of food. So, for example, grilling, baking, boiling, sautéing can all lower nutritional content of food, not just microwaves. Okay, I really... <laughs> I got that song in my head when I said that. Greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes. Move, okay, move on because it's going to be <laughs> in my head too. Damn you. Sorry, sorry. Um, David Kratz also points out that nutrients can leach into the cooking water. So as a result, methods of cooking that use less water, like microwaves, may actually preserve nutrients compared to boiling. There was also this myth that I had never heard before that reheating pasta in the microwave can make it healthier. Apparently, some semi-medical TV show indicated that pasta that was reheated in the microwave had a lower glycemic index than freshly cooked pasta. If you're unfamiliar, eating a food with a high glycemic index means that after eating that food, your blood sugar will spike and more of that sugar will get absorbed by your body. However, that study only had nine participants, so more research is definitely needed. It could be the case that reheating pasta acts as what we call a resistant starch, meaning that it's a food with a lower glycemic index. But until we get more data, experts suggest sticking with whole grain pasta, which we know, or a whole wheat pasta, which we know is healthier and uh, far less tasty than refined yeah. pasta. Whack, in other words, I'm going to stick to my <laughs> bleached pasta. <laughs> um, but let's touch upon microwaves and plastic here for a second. So plastic consumption and the presence of plastic molecules in our food and bodies is definitely a big concern, right? You know, ideally you want to limit the amount of plastic you consume. Um, so now when we talk about plastic in our food and our bodies, we're really focused on two chemicals, bisphenol A, aka BPA, and phthalates. So it's really common on plastic containers to say things now like BPA-free, which has kind of become a prerequisite in order to sell a plastic bottle or a reusable bottle or any kind of plastic container for that matter. So what do these plastics do once in your body? And there's some evidence that it can mimic estrogen. Now, you might be wondering, why are we talking about this, you know, estrogen mimicking plastic when it comes to microwaves? Well, there's a pervasive myth that microwaving foods in a plastic container or that have a plastic film on it will cause chemicals like BPA to be released and just wreak havoc on your body. It's, it's blamed for things like weight gain and all those other crazy things. But the truth is you would have to consume an absurd amount of these plastics in order to have enough BPA for it to have some type of health effect. And if you're wondering, well, how much are we talking? It's somewhere in the ballpark of about 500 pounds of canned soup every day to surpass the suggested limit of BPA. Light and work. Yeah, it's that's that's nothing. <laughs> Who's not eating 500 pounds of of canned Can. soup every day? The sodium alone will kill you before the <laughs> the the BPA does. Yeah. 
but it is true that plastic containers release more things like BPA as it's heated over and over again. So after a couple of uses, toss it or switch to a glass container, I guess. Yeah, I remember a few years back, I was at my job and I was heating up my lunch in the plastic container I brought to work. And one of my coworkers was just kind of like standing there and was like, um, you know, my mom got cancer, so I don't eat out of plastic containers anymore. The two aren't even connected. And I was like, wow, I'm like, I'm really sorry to hear about your mom, but like, I'm also really hungry, so I'm still going to eat this. <laughs> <laughs> that, the Oy. suggestion that this woman's or this person's mom got cancer because they ate food from a microwave is insane. I mean, it was a few years back. I don't know. I don't really know. But I was just kind of like, oh, this is kind of awkward. I'm going to go take this back to my desk now. <laughs> I, I, There is this like desire to blame something for uh, any issue that arises with for the anything. person. You always want to yeah, blame. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so I understand that. And I get that they're, they're, this person chose a microwave, but there's really no evidence to suggest that microwaves cause cancer. And you I know, guess it just gives people a sense of control over the situation. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, uh, like, you know, now I'm not going to use plastic in microwaves, and that will and that will do it. Yeah, you know. Uh, I'm sure that you had a smoke break with them later that day or something. I never smoked. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, like, I'm, oh, yeah. Yeah, and then they're, like, outside smoking, and they're like, yeah, don't, remember, don't use those microwaves. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, take it easy, buddy. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things that I talked about in the in the blog post on our website was that when someone's trying to convince you, right, like, you, you go on these websites, and they're like, don't use plastic, or don't, whatever, get rid of your microwave. I mean, odds are they're probably trying to sell you something. And when when someone's trying to convince you that, like, these chemicals are really harmful, right? We talked about in a previous episode the Dirty Dozen and stuff like that. Like, things that they're trying to scare you so you don't buy or consume that product or use that product. You have to ask yourself three things. The first is, how much of this am I exposed to on a daily basis? How much extra chemical will consuming or using this product give me? And how much of this chemical is needed in order for it to cause some type of health effect? And most of the time, you're going to find that that third answer is it's something astronomical. You need so much of these chemicals and plastics for it to have some type of effect. And you're just not getting that from things like strawberries that are grown conventionally with pesticides and, and microwaving plastics and it's just it's not that easy to like accumulate so much plastic in your body amen but you know one way to wreak havoc eat fast food yeah sure <laughs> i'm not saying that there's no way to harm your body and that nothing is unhealthy for you I'm, there are absolutely things that are unhealthy and that you should avoid and and i'm not arguing that i'm saying that if you, someone's trying to convince you of something that you should get that information. How much of this chemical are we getting on a daily basis? How much do you need to be exposed to for it to be a problem? And how much is this going to give me towards that you know, daily recommended limit? And you'll really be surprised. <laughs> That's going to do it for us today. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and especially share it. It takes literal seconds to hit subscribe to click the five-star review button, and it would mean a whole lot to us. 
positive ratings and shares on social media are the biggest ways you can help us spread this good, good science to even more people. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at JustNetScience. You can also visit our website, JustNetScience.com, where you can watch YouTube videos, read blog posts, or submit questions and suggest topics for future episodes. And don't forget we put out new episodes every Tuesday. And as always, thanks again for listening, guys. Lady, you nerd. Later, Gator.